Hello guys, welcome back to our eighth episode of Cutting Deals. And in today's episode, we have my favorite client, lawyer, Herman. Pleasure to be here, boys. Thanks for having ah, me. Yeah. One of the best Sir. criminal lawyers in the GTA. My and cousin as well. Uh, what it's called? One of the guys that only has a, a comb over that still hangs. <laughs> Gang. <laughs> Leo wanted me to cut this in 2016. I'd have no love life if I listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about yourself, uh, Herman. Uh, I'm a criminal defense lawyer. I didn't start off this way, but currently I practice out in Brampton all over the GTA. Um, my office is 239 Queen Street East, Suite 2809. And we handle primarily all types of criminal offenses like drinking and driving, drugs, uh, domestic. I just had an aggravated assault that we'll get into a little bit more in this. But yeah, pretty much about me. You guys asked me some questions. Open book here, boys. Mm-hmm. All right. To start off, I'm in law school right now, and I know like a lot about you, obviously. But for the audience, like, what made you decide to go to law school? To be honest with you, um, I was a little undecided, uh, so I did my masters, and after masters, I was thinking about doing like CBSA, so a border officer or a jail officer, and I also did law school. Your boy's a little intelligent, I guess. (laughs) So I'm like, one option's better than the other. So let me go to law school. And then uh, is it is a little bit of path to get to criminal defense. So I've been uh, I used to be a public defender in Detroit through school to the clinic. So I was really engaged in criminal defense. I really liked it. I ended up articling uh, over at an insurance firm here. It wasn't really for me. It's more dry uh, cut out. I kind of like when the door shuts. Uh, it's just me and you in the room. I, I want the unfiltered truth and let's solve those problems. Mm. So what's like the craziest like case you've ever worked on? craziest case uh difficult to say like off the top uh, i can tell you about the most recent so i just got out of a three-week jury trial mm. and we ended up finishing it was scheduled for three weeks so 15 days in court we ended up resolving that in two days court time because i brought three motions so uh it's a, a little personal win for me a nice w uh brought three motions the first one was to exclude the officer because i saw like when you enter it's a game of chess and I saw the, cr- the crown was kind of talking with the officer. They seemed like the officer knew a lot. So I'm like, I need to get this guy out of here. And more importantly, because he, I had some questions I want to cross-examine him on. And uh, I think I had a slam dunk there. So I was hoping to kick him out. Uh, we got into it. The crown didn't like that. Officer ended up leaving. I brought a second motion because uh, I ended up finding out the people who accused my client. They got charged with conspiracy to import cocaine. And they were pending charges. So a little bit of knowledge, boys. Uh, if you're my client, they can't bring pending charges against you. It's prejudicial. If you're the complainer or the witness, I can talk about it. So I brought the motion to talk about it. Basically said, uh, hey, have you ever been caught uh, trafficking cocaine? They said no. Pulled out the reports. They're a liar in the eyes of everyone. Yeah, because you go at their credibility, right? Essentially, that's, mm. that's it. And then the main thing, how we won the case was... Uh, there's something called disclosure, so that's the evidence. So the Crown's job is to give you all the evidence. So in this case, uh, my mentor just switched sides to the guns and gang unit in Toronto. So I took over the case for him last minute, like two months in. So just as standard practice, I make a request saying I want all the evidence. And in this case, there was this one piece of crucial evidence that was never disclosed to anyone until I made that second request. And they were trying to give it to me in trial. And it just blew up the whole case. So the Crown did the honorable thing. I really respect the guy. Uh, he fell on his sword, so it takes a lot. It takes a man to fall on his sword, and he fell on his sword, and we got that quick W. 
Tell us about your Detroit experience when you used to live there. Uh, Detroit was fine. Uh, the main thing for Detroit was, yeah, like I said, I was a public defender in Detroit. Uh, it's night and day difference from Canada. There is kind of we're in a criminal law clinic. So I get like 20 minutes max with a client. What can I really do in 20 minutes? I didn't really like it. It's just they're not getting the service they need. And I, I'm not right. I don't think yeah. I'm doing right by them mm -hmm. in, in a limited time frame. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it was funny because in America, I did it in two courts, uh, downtown Detroit and Wayne County. And basically, you just walk in. The, the crown was kind of your friend. Uh, she was really nice. And she's just like, give and take. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll drop this if you do this. Completely different scenario than here. Also, there, a lot of people, complainants can take back the case because Detroit just doesn't have money to handle the cases here. It's uh, Once the police charge you, the crown is the one that has carriage of the case and they decide if it has reasonable prospect of conviction or not. Mm. What's the what's the biggest dif uh, difference between like the Canadian system and the American system? Biggest difference? Mm. Uh, we were getting a little bit into it before we started doing this, but uh, mm. America has like... America, to put it plain they think more money it's very uh in detroit i can only speak because i've i've only dealt with michigan but michigan's uh in detroit especially they don't have the financial resources so anytime they can get rid of a case they'll get rid of it so i had a brutal scenario i remember one time i felt horrible about this victory but essentially uh we had a domestic violence where i got some disclosure and the woman was brutally pistol whipped so the photos it was brutal uh in America, if the complainant comes, she can kind of switch sides. That doesn't happen in Canada. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was interviewing the guy for my 20 minutes. He's like, she's actually here and she wants me back. I'm like, what? And then, have believe it or not, she was there and that's what she was saying. So I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable doing this. This is kind of crazy. So I'm like, hey, your honor, the complainant wants to say something. She stood up. She's like, I want him home. They they dismissed the case and they left together and she still had some like bruises and like mm -hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's so they just, they basically just let the guy walk away because the victim said, I want him to come home. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's coercion and there's like in domestic violence, especially there's multi layers, right? You can't just look at it black and white. There's mm -hmm. obviously something beneath the surface. So like, I don't especially like that about uh Michigan system. And that's why I kind of appreciate Canada here. We have like a, very uh, strong charter rights, right? We have the constitution. We got to bring the motions. You have a lot more rights here, a lot more protection, I would say, for sure. Mm. So you were mentioning like, you know how like rappers in, in the States and stuff like that, when they put out songs, they're kind of like- Incriminating, incriminating themselves. themselves. Yeah. So you mentioned that in Canada, it's like free, free of speech, right? So it's like, it's okay to like say whatever you want in the song, you won't be. Yeah. Should it be uh, used against them here in yeah. Canada? Word of advice, like, don't admit something on a song. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that goes without saying. You, you, free legal advice. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I always tell my clients whenever you call me, uh, straight up, best statements, no statement, shut up. No one there is your friend. We don't need to make a song discussing what we did. But uh, getting back to your question. So in Canada, we don't have uh, RICO. We don't have a lot of these conspiracy charges that they have in mm -hmm. America. So America, that's how a lot of these guys are caught. It's kind of a big investigation. They try to use the lyrics, right? But I believe uh, the state of California or somewhere just banned using rap lyrics. Yeah, I think it was yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New no way. York or California, yeah. one of them, right? But like, yeah, in Canada, a lot of it, right? Freedom of speech, right? Just because you said something, how does that prove the thing? Unless you're providing details, right? If 
if no one knew the type of weapon used, the vehicle used, and you're just on the song, hey, at 12.04, I drew, drove a blue Mazda, <laughs> <laughs> brought the seven-inch machete, and then I can probably, like, you know, at some point, the song's not a coincidence, so that's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> that happened to who? I think it was Bobby Schmurder, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's his name? Uh, YNW Melly, right? Yeah, YNW yeah, yeah. Melly, how he's talking about, like, uh... Uh, what's that song again? Like, oh, murder, murder on my, my mind. Murder on my yeah. mind. You was talking about that murder on my mind. That was way too accurate. Yeah, yeah that was so <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Don't recommend yeah. that. Yeah. Song crazy uh, though. Right? I think they're trying to give him like 200 years or something like that if convicted, no, bro, which is insane. That's crazy, man. So like in Canada, what's like a, a life sentence? 25 to life. So, so uh, 25 years, you could probably get... Uh, You'll get parole before that, hopefully, but if they, you could have no possibility of parole and then it'd be essentially a 25 term. The main difference between America and Canada mm-hmm. is we do have it, but in America, they kind of stack your sentences. So if mm-hmm. I give you two lives, right, you could be facing 50 years. In Canada, uh, more times than not, if you have two life terms, you're only going to serve the one life term, right? It so runs America's, consecutively. Yeah, right? America's a little more cruel in that sense mm-hmm. that, right, you'll see those 200 years that... Yeah. You just do you know about the, right? the three strike rule that some states have still? Some states do have that. So Michigan actually has a similar three strike policy mm-hmm. and it's brutal. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had clients that like uh two of their strikes, obviously, uh they're indigent, right? They're going mm-hmm. through difficult financial situations. They end up stealing little things, right? Like five, ten dollar items. That counts mm-hmm. as a strike. So you steal three items, you're going to jail for a long time. It happens in Michigan. It happens all the time. So how many how many years did they go to jail for? Let's say if I like, you know, like if I'm poor or something, and then uh, I steal like it's, groceries it, like three times in a row. It's more. It's more like even America, uh, they'll use it as like they use jail more freely. So like when I was in Wayne, the jail's connected to the court. So the judge didn't like you. He's like, go spend jail. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? That's not gonna happen here, right? Here, damn. So it's kind of like. It's they have more power, I would say, but it's also more um it's more separate. Like Canada's we're all one system, right? We got the provincial courts, you, you got appeal, right? We have the superior court, court of appeal, right? You go through the whole procedure. In America, it's kind of individualized in oh, is this a state? Is this uh Wayne County? Is this this, right? So you kind of mm-hmm. get varying justice, and that's not right, I think. So walk us through because I've I've known you for how long now? For like three three years, four years? But I feel like I've only known Herman as like the funny guy. I've never really known you as like Herman the lawyer. Yeah, so this kind of tripping me out a little yeah, bit how you're so talking, like man. I was this, like, like, Whoa, conversa- man. like having this conversation with you right now, it just it's just like damn, like I never knew this side of you. Cause every time like you would come to the shop, you just like talk the shits and gigs, you know? Yeah. So like walk us through your like day to day, especially like during COVID and stuff. Cause I remember you mentioned you would literally just be in your boxers, but like have a suit on top, and you know, it's always a suit. This guy's lying. He's always wearing a suit, but sometimes no pants if yeah. it's a Zoom call. No, no. Pants may be optional when it was COVID, but yeah, uh, we're moving away from that. Definitely can't be going to court like that. But yeah, uh, I think we were talking about here, boys. Criminal defense, recession proof, right? Always going to be crime. I think barbers, you guys are in good position as well. So COVID was great for me. I actually started my business uh, October 5th, 2020. And uh, I was booming in COVID. Essentially, I got to, that's when everything went virtual. So I was able to, from my uh, small office in Brampton, reach all over the GTA. I'm in Windsor. I'm in Sudbury. I'm all over the place. And it's helped. But now what's bad is sometimes now they're asking people to come back in person. 
Uh, so you have to make a request with the crown or judge. Basically, there should be no issue if you're not facing jail. If someone's asking you to come into court for your uh, plea or sentencing, uh, you're facing a possibility then of jail. I'm going to throw that out there for you. Oh, damn. So like going from intact, like an uh, insurance company, like working for someone, being in the corporate nine to five lifestyle and starting your own thing where you essentially have to do all ends of the business. Like what made you make that switch? Uh, to be honest with you, my mentor is great. Shout out Chris AC. Okay, he's uh, <laughs> he, he's Shout out Chris AC, man. <laughs> yeah. The guy's a beauty. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing more to be said. But yeah, uh, essentially he's a, he switched over. But uh, when, when I started off, I, I met him and uh, he just gave me the most honest advice you need. He's just been a real mentor. He, he likes teaching. I, I can't uh, say enough about how much I appreciate Chris's mentorship, even in this trial. I would shoot some things off him because it was his case originally. But basically, uh, with him, I'd say he kind of gave me the push. He told me the first day I, I kind of went there with my resume, my cover letter, little like dorky kid, you know, got the suit up. I'm like, hey, I want to work here. And he's like, straight up, he's like, it's COVID. We're not hiring. But he's like, I can be your mentor. And for a guy to just be straight up with me, it's uh, I've interviewed in so many places when I was doing law. Like I've had so many doors shut in my face. I took every L you know to get to where you are so you got to do that so it's just basically right you're going to hit it off with someone eventually you're going to find your path if you stay true to yourself like i did criminal defense in detroit uh when i was doing that civil litigation with the insurance firm it just wasn't for me right my heart wasn't in it you gotta put your heart into it like in the trial like when you sign with me i feel like i am you i get, I get like shivers like when i'm in trial i wake up in sweats i'm like i'm going to jail today but i'm not going to jail but that's how oh, i feel because yeah. that's so, how like, you gotta how do you feel prepare yourself mentally Bro, this when guy there's... grinds like oh man how do you prepare yourself crazy. mentally like when you have like a, a huge trial let's say like you have a client that like could face 25 years if you lose like how do you prepare man, yourself for that it, it is stressful and everyone takes it differently so my advice is uh not going to be the best advice. I'm sorry to all the mental health work balance. I just grind. I, I don't sleep. I stay up to like 4 a.m. If I have to, like, I'll tell you about the trial. The first day motion, she's like, uh, her honor, the judge said, Mr. Gill, can you provide some authority? So basically, can you get me some law? I had to, I stayed up to like 3, 4 a.m. My Like, I got a text, I go to sleep. I'm like, you don't understand. I can't go to sleep because I have no reputation when I wake up if I go to sleep yeah. right now. And I ended up winning that motion. So that's just what it takes, Jeez. right? Stay up till 4, 4.30. You got to go to court at 9 o'clock. Bang it out of the park, boys. Wow. That's amazing, bro. You're sounding like the LeBron James of uh, yeah. I wish, of bro. Right I, wanted I, wish. To see, I wanted to see him I still in need trial. the ring. Yeah. I was supposed to go. <laughs> I was, this is a three-week trial. I was supposed mm -hmm. to go on the Monday or Tuesday because I was in Miami. Mm -hmm. Yeah. While I'm in Miami, this guy just wins the case in two days. Like, bro, I remember And he was supposed week, to be bro. for three weeks? Yeah. Yo, I remember Whoa, this week, Whoa, that's bro. crazy. I remember, you remember? So he, I think he came on a Thursday and he was telling me about this case. He's like, oh, it's huge. You know, it's starting on Monday or whatever. And then I see him on a again on tuesday and he's like yo i won bro this guy got two haircuts in less than a, like a week bro and he was just telling me bro like i just nailed it <laughs> so that's crazy so the whole the whole the whole case was supposed to be three weeks and then you just, you just finished it in 48 hours basically. well it's kind of ridiculous so like i said i joined lot i joined on last minute uh there was a big disclosure issue that we uncovered like in the trial and it just made it impossible for the trial to proceed and the crown did the only ethical thing he did. Like we had a we had a private discussion, a, mm -hmm. a little friendly discussion between counsel, my co-counsel, myself and him. And uh, we all talked through it. And basically he agreed with us. He had to fall in his sword. The crown's office. So in Canada, their job's not to convict you, right? The crown's not here to say, hey, Leo, go to jail. 
right? Please don't. I don't want to <laughs> go to jail. <laughs> but, I don't want to go to jail. I'm not built for it. But, but, but the Crown's job is to uphold justice, right? So uh, they look at the reasonable prospect of conviction, right? Uh, they have to look at the case. You have to always reassess the case. So when new issues come up, right, it, it's the Crown's honor. It's his office his office's so, honor, right? It's the public's interest. You can't be proceeding with cases with such, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Gross defects. Like uh, if I was to stand up there, I would be uh, arguing all day. Like you have no idea. I wouldn't shut up about you, it. I'm you you applied to be a crown earlier, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. I applied to a bunch of crown offices. Uh, shout out. They all shut uh, the door in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're here now. E- even the crown's office I dealt with now, it was funny, is a, a little like uh, personal moment for me. I'm like, yeah, these guys rejected me, and here I am making deals. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the, Yo, the world turns. You got to keep it man. working. You, man, that's amazing. Do so, you think you would be able to be a crown, like try and prosecute people? To be honest with you, now I can't because now yeah. I have the stress of the clients, and I I just feel for my clients, and it's just I don't feel I don't feel good. So I've had one case I can tell you, like, uh, it was a sexual interference case. So basically, that's a sexual assault on someone under the age of 16, right? Delicate matter, oh, uh, very sensitive. So I remember this so case. Bad. Sensitive subject. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I don't agree with the uh, crime at all. This gentleman who was charged, he he took it on the chin. From day one, his instructions, I take client instructions. So I do whatever the client mm. advises. I'll give them my recommendation. If they don't agree with it, I just say, hey, write it in paper. You give me your written instructions. I'll do what you want. And he's like, He's like, don't fight it. Just plead guilty. I want to confess, right? I messed up. I want to own it. I feel so horrible for the family. It wasn't like a full assault. But I'm not downplaying assault, but essentially it moves in the spectrum, right? Mm. So in this case, what I did is I got uh, one of the top uh, psychologists. He kind of did a test on him as well. We found out that he has a low rate uh, uh, to re-victimize, right? So essentially he's not at risk. He's a low risk in the community. Uh Basically, sexual assault, the law got messed up last year in the Supreme Court. They made this case called Friesen. And after it, there's been a couple more cases like JJ and so forth. But basically, mm-hmm. Friesen says six years is okay for sexual interference. So crimes against children, especially sexual assault ones, six years is an like okay starting range. So that's kind of what I was going up against. So the Crown was offering me four years at the start. So I got this report, did everything. And I basically had to do what's called an open submission. So a joint submission is when you and the Crown agree and you bring something to a judge. Opens like, I'm on this side, he's on that side. And you got just, the floor is yours to speak, right? So I just went and opened. I'm like, Your Honor, like, this guy speaks for what the criminal code's about, right? The criminal code speaks about rehabilitation, right? As mm-hmm. much as it speaks about deterrence and denunciation. So I know deterrence, denunciation are paramount. But hey, this guy's rehabilitating. He's actively engaged. He's confessing. He's saving so much resources. He's not trying to re-victimize the family, right? He's actually thinking about the right things. Mm-hmm. I got him a day less than two years in a provincial jail. So six years is the, the standard. And, and we ended up doing that. So he's currently uh, serving his time here. Hopefully he comes out a better man. Damn. So does he have to be in like protective protective custody because of the case that he did, or some some of them are. So yeah, Mm. uh, that's that's a little tricky issue because sometimes clients can't even get to you. So jails are very difficult, especially in COVID. It's brutal. They Mm. would just put you in lockdown. So I have some clients in PC. They're fine. I have other clients that are like, hey, people still bother me in PC, or sometimes it's the guards that bother me in PC. And that's like, where do you go from there? Who do you really go to? Do you want to escalate the issue again? everything's just like fact specific you got to take it from your client's instructions right 
but their main goal is I just want to get out of here, right? So with you having to go through like all these cases, how do you unwind? Like, uh, like kind of just like chill because you you said that you'll be up to like four in the morning and just you know. Ch- yeah uh unwinding yeah just throughout the day like i like sports i'll watch sports mm-hmm. uh i like to go out right like uh have a drink or two doesn't hurt every now and then you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh shout out tequila but there you go <laughs> but yeah essentially uh you're always working especially when it's your own business like you guys understand we're all business mm-hmm. owners here right that's why we're cutting deals here boys yes but, sir uh, <laughs> but essentially right uh we all have that mindset you're never sleeping right you're always working if you're not working the business is sh- down why would the business be down right so i'm always available right 24 7 on my phone uh it just comes with the territory right you want to own a business you're gonna have to hire some people or you're gonna have to do the grunt work yourself right and that's just what it is so i try to unwind here and there but like Law is one of those jobs. It's not a nine to five. I can't just leave it at the door and pick it up tomorrow at 9 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. Stuff happens. Shit hits the fan. You got to get to work, right? Can you see yourself being a judge one day? I want to be a judge. That That's the goal for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the respect, right? You command the courtroom. A judge is a, uh, the master of the court, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very prestigious. It's honorable. I would love that. But essentially, how it works a lot is I'm on the defense side. Mm-hmm. They don't really like us. They don't want us to be judges so <laughs> oh, really? between me and you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so about 70, 80% of judicial appointments are lately from the Crown's office, uh, other organizations, police, et cetera, right? Only about uh, the remainder, about 20%, 30% come from defense. Uh, you got to be defense. You got to be like A-list. You got to hit the box. I got to start writing like 10 books. Got to start publishing some journals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if I switch sides and get the other perspective, that's what a judge is right the judge takes the whole the whole picture into account so i'm defense oriented right uh i don't have the obligations the crown has i don't have to say anything if i don't want to mine's kind of like a game of uh chess and strategy the crown's obligation is completely different he's transparent they're open right this is the case right so we have different duties right the crown has to compete obligations of the complainant against the accused but i always tell crowns and i always like to remind the court as well as bad as it sounds, the criminal code's written for who? The accused, right? Who do I defend? The accused, right? So let's talk about the accused. Damn, bro. That's, that's like, I, I'm seeing a whole different side of Sa- Herman side right now. Like, Herman. Yeah, I'm looking too, at you. Man. I'm like, this is now I speak to you. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm, it's stripping me out a little bit. How do, you, how do you deal with crowns that just, like, don't show that respect? Yeah. Uh, getting back to Leo, don't text me late at night. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, for the crown. crazy, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm so intrigued, man. I, 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 I honestly have one crown. And uh, going back to my mentor, he he knows the guy, uh, right? He told me, hey, he's a reasonable guy. Man, me and this guy are like two pieces of sandpaper. Like me and this guy are not gelling at all. I think I know which one. It's always on the most, what I think is moot. Moot means like it's a minor, irrelevant stuff. And this guy just puts his feet in the mud and he's just standing firm. And uh, it's ridiculous because... It actually matters. As bad as it is to say, it shouldn't matter who your crown is, right? Because mm-hmm. what's my solution? I got to go with the deputy crown. I got to go above him. No, I try to make it work with this guy. But sometimes people are unreasonable. I just go in front of the judge, right? You lay out your position. If the law is on your side, the law is on your side. No one's going to make me back down. No one's going to make me change my position. You want to be an asshole? Cool, right? Two guys can do that. no i've sat in some of the calls and like even i'm thinking like yo what's this guy doing like he's not budging at all yeah it's insane 
So we've uh, on this podcast we've talked a lot about like the John Moran incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from a per- from a lawyer's perspective, like what do you think about how can he get away? Because the pictures just got leaked. Yeah, too. the mm-hmm. pictures just got leaked. Did you see all the money it's on ca- the floor, bro? Ja, you gotta call that me. I-, I need some of that money. <laughs> ja, ja, call me, bro. <laughs> Tip your lawyer. But the case is closed though now. So they didn't find anything. But yeah, the John ja Morant thing uh, for starters. Shouldn't be posting no firearm Instagram live. Like, come on, you gotta be smarter than that. Delete, get rid of the firearm, delete the Instagram, <laughs> right? The guy has a posse. I'm sure someone else can get a license and hold that for you that's not in the NBA, right? If it's for protection, it's for protection, right? Can't speak on his personal circumstances, but you don't need to be flaunting that, especially a man of his stature, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the thing is, uh, with the video you guys are just talking about, yeah. I don't get that. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the owner, right? The, the owner sells the surveillance and then he releases a statement I, today. I thought the cops leaked it. Did the cops leak Because the owner would have to give the cops a video. It could be that. I'm thinking it with that. Because it doesn't make sense. Because he could get sued if he, if that he does That would make it, more right? sense. I thought I thought the guy was just playing both sides, getting money, but that would make way more sense. Because he's going to lose so he ca- much. He came out today. He said, hey, he's an upstanding young gentleman. <laughs> <Marvelous> <laughs> that tipped 50000 Tell him to come again. So, like, you know? And, like, you see the vi- like the picture of him, just him and the, what's called, that one stripper. And, like, the whole bag of just cash right there. Yeah. That was the one I saw. Bro, it was Twitter. like the room was like filled like this size, the same size of this yeah, room. Just mm-hmm. ones everywhere. Just That's ones crazy, everywhere. Man. That's what that max contract will I know, do. Man. Yeah. Exactly, man. But man, you just, I feel like you ones. just ruined your reputation by like doing that. Yeah, like, he, bro, he ju- he got charged with assault on a 17 year old recently yeah, too. That's I crazy. That I don't know what he's doing. But I read there's one thing uh, where, uh, what is it called? Uh, this one kid from like his sister's high school called uh called his sister like something i don't know what the word was whatever and then like the whole family pulled up on that one kid man and like they're like i think that's the kid that he beat up basically i don't think like he just i don't call his his sister ugly or something i don't know dog was like oh i'm gonna call my brother you know yeah i don't know the details like i heard the little rumors but yeah you can't be pulling out a fire on my 17 year old a a waiter was rude to his mom somewhere and he pulled up with all his guys. I'm like, what are you doing? But does this man love pulling up with <laughs> like a bunch of his goods, bro? But, but even even the vi- the video he posted on Instagram, he got slapped by Yochich that night. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this, man. Yeah. Right? Like, MVP. Not even your city. Yeah, I think Jokic is going to be MVP. Oh, he man, I feel be. bad for John Moran's barber, bro, because if you mess him up, bro, you're going to get yeah. pissed off, man. <laughs> all these goons are like, yo, your, your hairline's not looking crispy. Probably acts like Herman checks every little yeah, yeah, this is Oh, Herman. man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think I've been cutting Herman for like maybe like a month or two now. I feel like I know how to do his neck, you know, because he's very particular. You did What's that? A man knows what he likes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like this. I was like, man, like, I'm going to try and do this the first try. But you know what the problem with Herman is? This guy will actually take scissors and like trim his own beard. In like, an- why would you do that if you you know you're gonna go to the barbershop the next day? In, an- in another life, I thought I had those hands, but now I just go to Leo. <laughs> Bro, Leo I tried cutting um Richard's hair. Bro, it's tough. You I tried got- to cut Richard's hair when the other day, bro. My hands yeah. were like shaking. What? Those Richard let you do that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Bro, Richard doesn't even let me cut his hair like that. <laughs> The only haircut I do is like uh, the bald. You know, back then you like shave your own head all one one size. One yeah, you, didn't you and Jag used to just like shave each other's heads? Oh, bro, let's talk about Jag, man. Bro. I miss I miss that oh, guy. Jag is so funny, man. Bro, your brother is the funniest guy ever, man. 
Drake kills it. Yeah, every time it comes to the 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 shop, like when we used to work at Icon and Fade, Jag would just be so funny all the time. Man, man for the longest time, I thought Jag was way younger than than Herman mm-hmm. because the way Jag is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I find out that like Herman's the youngest brother. I was like, what? It's like, only a yeah, year wow. difference, right? It's it's you made me grow up my beard. I'm gonna put it on that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack is more dark skinned than uh than Herman. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he. I don't know what happened there. You gotta ask my mom. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's about a half <laughs> shade dark. He looks more Punjabi <laughs> than you. You know. Yeah. It's like you can tell that guy eats. Yo, that what guy. you know about a chameleon, you know? bro? Watch out. <laughs> so why do you do this every time? This is every time you line up Herman's beard. He does this. You gotta make sure it's you, straight. You gotta just look at that symmetry. That's why I go to Luigi, right? <laughs> Luigi knows those angles, acute angles. <laughs> Every time I used to see Herman pull up, I'm like, damn, man. I'm gonna take so damn long for this guy. You know, I'm just so accustomed to, like, you know, like my clients. Like, All right, yeah, you're me. fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Herman's like this. Hala, hala. He's doing this on his neck. I'm like, Herman, your neck has never looked like that, you know? I love to harass barbers. What can I say? <laughs> That's why I'm here, bro. We spend our time off hours here too. Yeah, it's pretty good. I spend too much time here, man. Yeah, you spend a man, lot of time. This guy spends a lot of time here. I think you were here for eight hours, maybe. No, not no. eight hours. Maybe like four or five hours yesterday. Not five. No, bro. Well, you know what these no. guys do all the time? No, he's cutting hair. Let him join. <laughs> I left. No, I left here at five. I woke up at one, so it definitely wasn't more than that. Okay, maybe four hours. But we just play FIFA. Yeah, they play FIFA and they play freaking blackjack, bro. Yeah, bro. That's gamble. all they do, Bro, man. Drag, his brother's crazy at sports betting. Get, gambling's everywhere, though. Yeah, it's like two in your face. I feel like everyone's doing Even kids are like... Bro, I saw his TikTok feed. Everything's gambling. Did Mine? you... Did you see the thing? How are you supposed to gamble on WWE? I don't understand that. Yeah, I saw that. They're looking into gambling. It's a fixed match. They hired EY. Yeah. They hired Ernest and Young to figure out how they can like legalize their gambling. Like to prevent leaks and stuff, but like everything's scripted. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it makes no sense. So people are actually gonna start betting on WWE. Yeah, because yeah, insane. now they're saying like the wrestlers won't even know who's gonna win until um, right before the match. Like maybe two, three people in the industry is gonna oh, know. Bro, but give me some insider. Yeah, yeah, there's leaks that, everywhere. I'm in the house, baby. You That's can see like five bill on Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes and under. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I, Royal Rumble, right? I, I don't know. If that's I don't, a good I don't idea, see it going through. No one's all. betting on that because there's literally. You don't know, bro. There's a no, lot you, of. You know what, why people. they want to do it? Mm. It's as bad as it sounds. Hey, mothers, uh, protect your kids. They're trying to influence your kids, right? Yeah. They want to gamble on some fixed match. Yeah. Hey, here's NBA. Here's some NFL. Here's some NHL. Let's make that 14. WWE is like mostly catered towards kids. <laughs> like it makes no bro, sense. I am, I am like not a gambler anymore. I yeah. stopped gambling. It's not for me. But like every time that I would predict something, it would happen lately. Like it's John Jones. Oh, John me, Jones. It's really cheesing me. Every time I tell Luigi, I'm like, yo, put money on this. Like, they're going to come Luigi's back. Luigi's the worst and sports They come better. back. You know, and I and then Luigi's like, ooh, I'll never listen to you. But every time I've said, like, in the past three months, I think I'm probably at like around 90% when what I said yeah. Luigi to bet. I'm not even joking, man. Whatever Leo says, like, I feel like it's just going to hit. Yeah. Like, that John Jones one, even on the podcast, bro, he straight up said, I think John Jones is going to win by submission. By yeah. submission. And Sub- Luigi's like, no way. He's not going to submit him. Probably like plus 400. No, it was, it was plus, plus 450. W- no, it was plus 625 at the Jeez. time. Okay, so it. now we just became some DJs. We're giving line numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're like, oh, yeah, we don't support gambling. But like, actually, if you bet on this, it'll be 6.25. But, but we have the lines right? memorized. <laughs> but, uh, can you bet on Power Slap League? 
What do those guys crazy. get paid? Bro, those guys need to get paid. They get, paid. they get paid 2K to show up to the fight and 2K if they win. They're risking like concussions and like yeah, CTE but you only get for hit five four times. grand. Bro, but that's a lot. Yeah, Where does Dana lot. White find all the cheap labor? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Bro, uh, you have to go like back, 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 like, you know, like really, really, really far out to us, you know, where they still chew tobacco. Like, who are they? Like, who are they? Like, well, they're sick, bro. Random. I watched yeah, the whole yeah, 40 Yeah, Leo watches thing, the whole, like, like they're access, professional like, slap. That, that, that's, that's, that's a traumatic brain injury for 2,000 yeah. bucks. Yeah, Count me out. <laughs> well, it's kind of crazy how smart Dana White is because, like, this trend, I'm pretty sure I was watching the slap in competition, like, six years ago, but in mm-hmm. Russia. Yeah, yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but in Russia, is crazier than here. Bro, Russia, they get paid $50. Yeah, the big Russian guy. But in Russia, the rules are different. So in Russia, it's like either the person quits or the person gets knocked out. So that's more savage. Like, I saw a slapping game where it was like they had like over 36 rounds. So Damn. they slapped each other 36 times. I know Leo's a fan when he calls it a slapping game. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm a fan, okay? Stops, yo, this, 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 this sport is pretty jokes. I'm not going to lie. I like it. I like watching it. It's entertaining as bad as that sounds. People like seeing other people exactly. get yeah. punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, they go into like shock. Like their arms just like go in. Like it's crazy. Oh man, there's this one guy. Like uh, he's like uh, where's he from again? But he's a skinny like Louisiana, guy. Louisiana, And like I think. he's called his name. Oh, is, yeah. like, his name is like one hit something. Like because like like one punch man or whatever his name is. One know? punch oh, man. Oh, one slap man. Bro, this guy knocked out every single person he fought, man, or he slapped. I was like, this guy's crazy, and he's super skinny, right? I don't yeah. know how Dana's getting away with it though. This guy doesn't even pay his UFC fighters. Even the card yesterday, some I forgot who it was. It was on no, the Yan card. I, I rate Dana White, man. He's just a really good businessman. Yeah, I think he's a, he's yeah. a he's, smart he's like, businessman. He's just a re- like I rate the way. Like, he, I do he it too, him, but like he sold UFC and they bought him back in. You know, yeah. you're doing something yeah. right. Yeah, right? like the way he built everything is like. It's like yeah. super sick from where he started. Well, he was just a promoter, man. Bro, he's smart. He puts he all the fighters as, as contractors, not employees. This he, guy is, he's a deal mm-hmm. boss. Yeah. We can all agree. Bro, that guy's a top G, man. I try to. I aspire to be like Dana White. I want to have a slapping competition. Uh, what it's called, league. <laughs> and I would totally run that. I say, yo, I start with a good ball too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you bald. I see this guy's bald uh, beard. Yeah, you're no, lucky man. your it's beard awful. got saved, but you oh, should shave bro, the head. Please. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would, I would rather lose my hair than my beard. To be honest, I'm losing my hair already, man. You would hey, look like hey, don't you, expose yourself, you would look man. like one of those guys from Kim's Convenience if you shaved your head. <laughs> wow, man, that's, that's a little bit racist, guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I take it back. It's uh, okay, it's okay. You're my lawyer, cut that part so it's out. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Do you okay. have any would you rather questions for us, Everdy? Got one. Um, would you rather have a job that you don't enjoy but it pays a lot, or would you rather have a job? That you love going to work every day, but it's like a little bit above minimum wage. Like you're making a livable wage from it. I'm, I'm gonna say no to the minimum wage. Um, already went through the struggle. I think <laughs> we, we, we've all elevated from there, yeah. boy. We can't go down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta hate myself every day at work. I'll check out and go <laughs> go home to that money. Yeah, five. After, because f- you're gonna hate your life either way. But you're gonna hate your life only till nine to five. Then you're rich. Like, I 100% take the money. I'll take the money, too. Yeah. Yeah, I would take that money, too, man. Because, like, what is it called? I'm going to love my life outside of work anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to work. Oh, yeah, I'm going to work on 9 to 5, whatever. But I'm making a milli a month. Like, yeah, I'm doing that. You know what I mean? At least we got some honest guys <laughs> what if it's like a <laughs> What if it's, like, a hard-ass job, like, labor? 
It's fine, man. Nine to five, man. After nine to five, don't talk to me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> give me the bang, baby. You they, they're I gonna mean? give Leo a twelve-hour shift job. <laughs> oh, no, no. Overtime. Hey, I work twelve hours every day, so okay. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah but this this job, the job I love, we do I love is being so here, fun, man. You know? yeah. Like, see, like, like we cut hair, and then, bro, the next thing we do is like play FIFA. Like, I don't what play type FIFA. of job? Uh, okay, well, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy just turns the whole off. So. It says here employees only, but this guy has been taking all his clients. So you want to play FIFA after this? <laughs> bro, this is what I do, okay? He's I'll trying go- to get that tip. No, no, no. Bro, I suck the man because like, I'll be like... Any clients watching, he means that the most positive way possible. The top tier treatment. I would say I'm pretty good at FIFA. Yeah. Like, I start talking to them about FIFA and they're like, oh, I bet you I can beat you, whatever. I'm like, okay, like... Put your money where your mouth is, you know? I'll you be like, I'll go, if you man. beat me, it's a free haircut. But if I beat you, I charge you double. And bro, I beat them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you bare. No, no, no. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we always play together, you know? But like these guys, they don't know that I can actually play. And I tell them that like, bro, I've only been playing for like two months because I have. But yeah, they but don't like know. eight hours a day. <laughs> exactly. They don't know they that don't. I play eight <laughs> hours a day. We could literally go like cut hair. Like, let's say he has a client like 3.30, right? And he'll finish that haircut, let's say 3.50, and he had that 10 minutes, like, span of him, like, for another client, he'll play FIFA, bro. That's bro, just the, to practice. That's all the man <laughs> on He's doubling his salary daily. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds exhausting to me, man, mentally. I no, just, it's just like a little break from, I'm more like, of a napper. Yeah, Leo naps. Yeah, I nap. Like, I say, if I have, like, an hour gap, I'll say, I'm going to the room, I lock the room, I'll come in there, and I'm... Yeah, then we can't play FIFA. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep, fuck. no one can play FIFA. I, like, there are times where, like, they're, all of them are inside the room, and I'm just like, get out. You're the dad of the shop. <laughs> oh, 100. <laughs> yeah, I said, sure. get out, and it's time for me. Like, he's definitely the oldest. You know? But honestly, I feel well, like... this man said definitely the oldest. <laughs> this, guy, oh, this, guy's, this, guy's yeah, this guy's been targeting my age, man, for some Bro, reason. Bro, me too. I go like this. I'm like, yo... Because uh, we were talking to uh, Milan because he's like 14, right? That's and actually crazy. Bro, yeah, so crazy. crazy. Milan's nasty, though. Yeah, he's, he's sick. super nasty. I've seen him in the car. Yeah. So we were talking about how, like, yo, like, I can't wait for you to be, like, 18 and 19 so we can, like, start actually hanging out outside of work. Because he's 14. We can't hang yeah. out with him, you know? That sounds yeah. super, uh, <laughs> super weird. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, when we go we're to like, Mexico. Like, we're just so going to be calling her. Stuff. Like, no, talking about, like, just, like, I'm team joking, bonding. I'm yeah, joking, like, team bonding and stuff like that. So, like uh i remember i told him i was like yeah like in five years from now i'm gonna be like 32 bro and then verdeep's like damn yo you're pushing it you're like you're pushing 30 almost you're old as shit you know <laughs> and i'm like yo leo's almost 30 he's like damn no this leo just gives me dad vibes though this guy's gonna have like four or five kids by next year i, I see it bro leo wants like five kids well, i want like five right kids now. in three years <laughs> That's what I want. L- poor wife, hair man. Color, he, he doesn't look a day over 20. <laughs> 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 this guy doesn't act this over 20. I, I, need a, I need a rude touch-up, actually. Bro, this guy, this guy colored his hair probably like 12 times in the last two years. You gotta yeah. change your It's back, not bro. a midlife crisis. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I just like, uh, it became my personality at this point. I think so. Bro, there was one time the where green he had, like, was lime green. The yeah. green was brutal. You don't like the lime green? No, that the was The lime ass. green was crazy. Bro, he's like this. Yo, I think I'm going to call my hair uh, lime green because I'm going to Bali. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who is this guy? You play for the Spurs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is Rodman, bro. Yes, sir. He's in Dennis Rodman. Soul Yes, sir. Bro, my hair is my identity now. It's nice. So I can't wait to grow it out. And I'm going to be like Sean Mali. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be sick. Yeah, so I'm going to braid my hair with like... So I'm going to actually do... The whole straight skills rainbow, man. 
and it's all braided, all different. So this is gonna be a different color, different color. This different is before color, your wedding, though. Color. I told my wife that's what I'm gonna do. What's that guy's name with the rainbow dreads? Huh? Sugar Sean. No. Yeah, six, six nine. nine. Yeah, the other yeah. one, the rapper. I'm thinking someone else, but I can't oh. remember which one. Yeah, it's in like movies, like low budget movies. <laughs> <laughs> I close his mind. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our eighth episode with Herman. Um, you can reach her. Go ahead. Yeah, Herman. I'm gonna do a shameless uh, plug. If you ever <laughs> need a criminal defense lawyer, uh, once again, my name's Herman Gill. You can reach me nine zero five six one seven two one two two. And the office, once again, is located 239 Queen Street East, Suite 2809. Hopefully, I don't hear from you. But if I do, you're in good hands. Yes, yeah, yeah. sir. The best lawyer ever, man. Yes, sir.